Hey there, this is Terry Cowley, weekday breakfast presenter on 1FM Shepparton. Thanks for checking out this podcast. It was recorded live as part of The Brecky Show, which you can catch 6 to 9am Monday to Friday. Now we are at the time of the week where we catch up with someone from council with some council news. I must come up with a little jingle for this segment, which I don't have yet. Um, but today joining us is Deborah Kemp. She is Greater Shepparton City Council's Heritage Advisor and the Cultural Heritage Awards are currently open. Good morning, Deborah. Good morning. Thank you very much for your time this morning. It's my pleasure. I'm always happy to speak about heritage. That's your passion, is it? I'm afraid so, yes. <laughs> oh, well, you know, you're in the right place at the right time, so that's all good. So tell me about these twen- the 2023 Cultural Heritage Awards. What do they recognise and how do they work? Uh, thank you. Uh, the awards are run by council, but the Heritage Advisory Committee, um, they're the engine of the awards. So... They are the um, Heritage Advisory Committee's awards as, and sponsored by council. Um, we have a number of categories. Each year we refine them. So um, we get a lot of feedback after, oh, I should ma- mention, I'm sorry, that they're biennial awards. So, But we do keep working on them throughout the year um, just to make sure they're refined and they reflect the heritage of Shepparton and the surrounding townships and areas. So they are the whole of the Greater Shepparton City Awards. Um, for this round, we have a number of categories. One is the reuse of a heritage place. And um, a lot of places that used to have a, a role in our communities um, are changing. Places like churches, sometimes public halls. So that this award um, pr- particularly focuses on those types of buildings. Uh, we've had a number of awards in the past for places like churches. That, that's probably the most common Adaptive reuse. Of course, you're in uh, an adaptive reuse building right now, which used to be the exactly. International Village. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, I have um, a lot of interest in the International Village. It had a very particular history. Yes. Which I, you know, I would, I've written about. I can always talk to you about that another time. Yeah. Um, the other one is a restoration of a heritage place, and that's what most people associate the awards with because you might have a house, you spend a lot of time on it and you're loving it and you'd like to showcase it to the rest of the community. The other one is maintenance. Maintenance is the most important feature looking after Heritage Place. So we'd like to award people for doing this year to year amount of work on their places. That can be quite costly to do it authentically, can't it? Uh, It can be, it can be, but if you keep doing it regularly, that reduces the cost. It's when all of a sudden you've got a major problem because you haven't been looking after the place or you've been unable to. Um, we do also have heritage grants that are run every year and that, that is, they're aimed to help people as well with the maintenance and restoration of their houses. They've shut this year, but they but should be open next year as well. Um, We have a research publication award. This has been one of the most interesting awards. We've had a number of fascinating publications. Uh, The wartime camps, we've had some really beautiful publications and I recommend that anybody who hasn't been to any of the museums, Murchison and Tatura, to go there and then they can see these manuscripts and um, books that have been written by the community. The the internment camps and uh, it's a fascinating local history with those, isn't there? Um, yeah, I think it's actually our national history. That's how I would like to promote it because it's really is a, a nation, 
it's something that's impacted on the nation, particularly in the post-war period. Um, then there's a category called other publication. That's to catch anything that's not a written book. So maybe you've done a podcast or um, you've got oh, to... Oh, thank th- you for just saying that because somebody just brought... We have a history podcast. Well, there I you might go. have to enter you, it. You better enter it. Well, it's not, it's not yeah. me. It's the his, uh, John Gribben, who you probably oh, know. Oh, yes, I do know John. Yes. Yes, yes. yes our local um, history enthusiast. Oh, fantastic. Well, there you go. I recommend to any other... So, as I said, it's like an electronic, social media or brochures, oral histories, any any other thing that doesn't quite fit into the perhaps um, published um, research category. Uh, then we have the Student and Youth Award. That's a very broad award. Um, it could fit into any of the above categories or it could be another specific um, activity. Uh, one of the previous awards, a primary school group um, promoted and went to council advocating for signage from Marupna Flats. And that was a wonderful... Um, and that happened. It did. Yeah. They got their award and they got their sign. You know, it was a very commendable activity. It's great to see young people engaged in things like your heritage or, you know, other activities. And that just makes me think that um, I suppose traditionally we've, we've been a little bit... Uh, more conscious, uh, when I say we, I don't know what I mean by we, maybe I mean the powers that be of white heritage and there's so much um, Indigenous heritage that, that, uh, you know, obviously the flats weren't even signposted and that's a a really important historic site. Exactly. um, Aboriginal cultural heritage is a critical aspect of this whole area's heritage and that's pre-contact and post-contact. There are a number of places in this area that have what we call in the heritage industry shared cultural values and Marupna Flats was one such place. So that's also included on the heritage overlay. Um, there's interpretive signage. Uh, the Heritage Advisory Committee has just finished a number of plaques to be placed on buildings throughout the area. So other community groups also develop their interpretive signage for their particular areas and places. So that's a category for an award. And as we mentioned just a minute ago, the Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander Cultural Heritage Awards, um, they're open for any range of project that um, demonstrates cultural heritage. And then we have the Community and Multicultural Events and Tourism. So that's not necessarily a place. It could be an activity. Um, there's, as I said, the, the awards are quite broad. We can't really spell out complete scope. We're hoping you and the community could go, oh, I think that might, we might fit there. Let's ring up council and check. And then we have the other award, the other contributory. So it's an other award. If you don't fit into any of these categories and you feel that you're still contributing to a heritage story, then please contact council. I think the thing is when we have thought about heritage in the past, it's always been I don't know, some grand sandstone building or something. But I think, you know, the definition of heritage has really changed, hasn't it? It is much broader than um, 19th century buildings. It's cultural landscapes. Um, that could be a landscape that's been altered through trees, planting of trees, farmland, um, irrigation channels Channels there, um, a cultural landscape. We also have um, the intangible, so traditions, the uh, cultural practices, they're, cons- they're a heritage um, item. Um, objects are heritage items, books. It's a really broad thing. It's really what it's all about is something that captures part of our history and part of us or part of cultural practices. 
Now, you said earlier that uh, heritage is your passion. Why, it sounds like an obvious question, but I'm interested in your take on it. Why is it important to recognise, well, these awards are obviously trying to encourage people to preserve our heritage. Why um, Why should we do that? Because, for example, if you compare Shepparton to, say, you know, your Bendigo's and your Ballarat's, we, we sort of pulled out all of our buildings in, in the 70s and went with this kind of modern look, which, which was, you know, ended up with us having boxes and things. Um, so, I mean, a lot of our heritage is gone, isn't it? Uh, yes, you have had um, taken a hit in your CBD with your 19th century heritage. You do have some very good early 20th century, mid 20th century. Your strength in Shepparton, the city, I believe, is the early 20th century. Your residential precincts are top rate in that period. Talking like your Carrillo Street. Yeah, like Ray that. Street, Or Street, and they're beautifully preserved. The owners really take pride in them. And I think this is, you don't find that type of character as easily in towns like Ballarat and Bendigo, which tended to have a far stronger 19th century character. And then you have all your rural buildings, your um, homesteads, which you don't see, but they're quite remarkable. Again, the early 20th century, we, ha- we have one very significant early 20th century bungalow homestead, that's a style bungalow, um, which is probably the first homestead in Australia built in that style. Um, Where's that? I don't know. It's a private building, so perhaps I shouldn't say it. But, but you mean in Shepparton? Yes, yeah. uh, on the outskirts yep. of Shepparton. Hmm. But if you look in our heritage study, you will see these places. Okay. So how do people get involved in this? Well, there's lots of ways. You can ring council on 035832. Nine seven three zero. You can email council at council at shepparton.vic.gov.au or you can go to the website. Um, if you haven't got a pen to note down those, just go to the general inquiry line and um, they'll direct us direct you to us. And we also might mention if you're listening to this and you're thinking, ah, oh, that, that heritage, you know, um, sort of scene is something I'd like to get involved in. Nominations are being sought for Greater Shepparton Greater Shepparton's Heritage Advisory Committee and that closes, oh, actually closes on Monday, so you better get your skates on. But I'm sure the information about that also is on the council website. That's right. And I strongly recommend people to consider it. You don't have to be an expert in anything, just have an interest. Um, The committee is a diverse range of people from all over the council area and they're a really um, genuine, very nice group of people to work with and they all have their own particular heritage interests. So please consider it. We should let people know when the Cultural Heritage Awards close as well. Oh, yes, thank you. They, they've already opened. They opened on the 14th of November and they close on the 20th of February 2022. Okay, so if you think you have been involved in a project or might be your own house that you're restoring, perhaps you want to get a bit of recognition for that or, um, as Deborah said, maybe even a grant, Get on the website and check all that information out. Um, and that is www.greatershepparton.com.au. Thank you very much for your time, Deborah Kemp. She is the Heritage Advisor to Greater Shepparton City Council. You have a nice day, Deborah. Thank you. You too. SDP Tax has been your trusted local accounting firm and has been proudly helping people just like you across the Goulburn Valley and beyond for over two decades. Are you happy with your accountant? Are you certain that you are receiving maximum tax deductions? Call SDP Tax on 1300 
436829 and start a conversation today. SDP offer a maximum deduction guarantee. That's right, SDP guarantee that they'll find you the greatest deductions possible with no upfront fee charged. What are you waiting for? Call today. There is no business too small. Call 1300 436829 or visit www.sdptax.com. 1FM sponsor. A mosquito plague is currently raging across the 1FM listening area. To make things worse, the mozzies can carry diseases like Ross River fever, Barmer forest virus, and the potentially deadly Murray Valley and Japanese encephalitis. So prevention is our goal here at Jason's Pest Control. We have sonic mozzie repellers. They admit a sound wave that only the insects can hear and the mozzies simply leave the area. No smoke, no smells, and better yet, no mozzies. With a 100% money-back guarantee, call Jason's Pest Control now. 1-800-599-699. 1FM sponsor. Daryl here from Aussie Ag Supplies. Just a quick message, re-tractor parts for many brands of tractors. Most of you good listeners know the brands of parts we carry. Over the busy times ahead, if you need new or used tractor parts, call Aussie Ag. Our stocks are large, plus glass doors, etc. Our wrecking stock of tractors is great along with used tractors and machinery. Call Daryl on 0428 235000. I'll repeat that, 0428 235000. It's important that you vote correctly in this month's state election. In a recent election, the seat of Ripon was won by just 15 votes, but over 3,000 votes couldn't be included because they contained errors. Who knows? Those votes could have changed the result. When you vote, you'll be given two ballot papers. Take your time to complete them correctly. And if you need help, ask our staff. Visit vec.vic.gov.au. Your vote will help shape Victoria. Authorised by W. Gately, Electoral Commissioner, 530 Collins Street, Melbourne, Victoria. Station sponsor. You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.